Hello, hello. This is Between Two Wheels Podcast. Tyler Yonke coming to you. Episode 248. You've been in a bit of a hiatus. So much so I didn't remember how all this shit works. Last episode, I think it was uh, back when Rain Terme had won something after the Olympics, after the Tour de France. But Tour de France is back. So here I am. Did you miss me? I don't know. I had a bike wreck last July. Had some health issues. Um, what else have I been doing? I don't know. Uh, did I want to entertain you all? Not really. There was, there, there was a lot of shitheads out there. Uh, but I'm back. So I thought I'd talk about the Tour de France. Tour de France started. And it, 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 I, th- I think there's only one way to really do this. It was in, uh, it was in um, Danish area, in the Dutch, Dutch land. So uh, here we go. All right, gold member. Don't play the laughing boy. <laughs> there are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. What? Yeah, exactly. So what do we got on today? <clears throat> Tour de France 2022. Who crashed out? I, I think at, one thing I, I'm doing is a fan fantasy game. I guess I'm going to try to do one of these things. And I decided uh, they didn't have the option of saying which big rider is going to crash out today. Now, uh, no one crashed out that I know of. I don't think there's any DNFs. We'll get to uh, kind of the results, <clears throat> talking about a few things, weather and, and, and the sorts. Uh, so well, did anybody crash out? Why did they run a bike race in the rain? Can't they figure that out? The Americans in the Tour de France. Cav is in. Eve is out. No, Cav is out. Eve is in. Richard Moore passed away. We'll talk about uh, a little, maybe we'll get into that a little bit. Richard Moore, the cycling podcast and gravel racing is murder. Yeah, you probably have been keeping up with that. Um, so it's, well, like I said, it's been a <clears throat> long hiatus. Kind of get back into, the, I don't know if I'm going to get back into this, but we'll definitely follow the Tour de France. I uh, can't help but do that. I've been following cycling, not really following the local stuff as much. I'm not really racing. I'm trying to get back fit, right? And my fitness went all the way. <clears throat> I got, I got broke the back, broke the neck, had some other health issues, then started to try to get back into it. Then it was sick. And then I fell, <laughs> fell through the bleachers at my daughter's uh, basketball game and blew out, really hurt my leg. And then it's all just kinds of problems. Um, but we're here and we're going to start talking about it. So maybe we'll just go right away to sharing the screen with some results and we'll just walk our way through the, uh, the results here on cycling, pro cycling stats. I don't even know if you can all see that very well, but, um, and if you are there and you got some comments, whoa, what Brian Zimney. Yeah, Brian, uh, we're back at least for a little bit. So, uh, glad you stuck with us today. Um, a little drinking we'll do in here. That's part of the problem with my bike racing is <clears throat> doing a little bit too much of that. Um, so as we could just start out and see, Eve Lampert, Eve, Eve, sorry, Eve Lampert, uh, wins for quick step. Uh, it started out with some rain and, and look, so all the teams, it, it was almost interesting that the last half of it, watching this thing, usually time trials are kind of sometimes boring, mostly, uh, we've had some good ones recently, but this one was actually to me, was, had a little bit of suspense, but they front loaded it. They expected bad weather early. So when the bad weather you know, I'm no, sorry, bad weather late. So they front loaded everybody with the big guys going up front. So you tune in for me, 630 uh, AM uh, Pacific time. All the big riders are going and Bessinger is, as an example, is one of them for EF. Uh, you've got all the big guys, Philippe Ugana, Wout, uh, Matthew Vanderpoel, all, Roglic, Podgachar. All these guys are going out early and the weather was bad. It was bad from the start. 
and it didn't really it got a little bit better but um the heavy rains came so i think um i thought i'd just play this clip real quick uh maybe just stop sharing this here uh play this clip real quick that i i heard on the cycling podcast this is exactly where i was listening to it when i decided to jump in here this morning uh let's see it's this one okay so they, they, there's a clip here from jonathan vodders yesterday talking about the time trial and Bessinger specifically a good ride. We determined what the best start time would possibly be for Stefan. Now, if the weather changes tomorrow, we're screwed, right? <laughs> but but uh, anyway, so we determined that essentially the most friendly conditions were really early on as the start list because of that. And then, so what are we hoping for? This sounds really weird. What we're hoping for, we want it to be pouring rain tomorrow. I mean, it's, if it's dry when Stefan rides and it's pouring rain for everyone else, that's even better. But like we, you know, you said, well, why, why do you want it to be pouring rain for your rider? Why, why would that be? And the reason is because Stefan, you know, as you guys know, doesn't use his brakes. Like, I mean, really, it's, I've never seen anything like that. He goes through the corners in the TT bars and does not touch the brakes. And he oftentimes will lose in the back wheel a lot of the time, the front wheel some of the time, and he just brings it back in. And it's, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how he does it. I mean, it's so, but the point is, he can go around the corners in the wet, he can go around the corners so much faster than Ghana or Bolsonaro that he'll that he'll win if it's wet. Now, if it's dry, uh, you know, he just had COVID and there's this and there's that. And, you know, Ghana's obviously produces a lot more power than he does. So, yeah. Well, that was Jonathan Vortis okay. talking um, last night. Kill this out here. Okay. So, obviously, I, I didn't even, let's, Brian Zimney has a question. Did the teams pick start order within their roster or did the organizers? I saw Mark Schiller started last, which would typically be his teammate Pogacar start. Yeah. So, uh, the teams, when it's your, when you start off the race, um, they typically can, within, within reason, they can, they, they slot your team. So you can see them all, all, dispersed out and you can you can dictate when you want your riders to go which, which places so typically they'll do a, a runner uh, early someone else to go out and then their their star can, depending on the weather so you've seen this before uh big guys have run early or late depending on what they think the weather is and yes the teams do have that ability to pick them obviously this is the only time because uh the next next time is going to be based on reverse order of the gc so that's what it is bryant and uh, that's exactly what happened so I don't know what um, Vodders was actually thinking there. If you, if we've all ridden in the rain, um, not touching your brakes, uh, your back wheel sliding out a lot. These are <laughs> these are not things that you would think of as good rain riding uh, criteria. And and what do we see? We saw you know several. There was only a few crashes that were of what I thought was of importance today. Okay, uh, one was Bessinger early. He crashed once, and then he crashed twice, both times corners, obviously. Uh, there's also some on the same podcast. Um, there's some talk there about how he has his head down more than ever, and the the car is piping in kind of when to make turns. That's obviously a little bit dangerous, uh, but you know he's got that dialed down. Supposedly, uh, this was obviously a problem for him. Then you had uh, Jumbo Visma Laporte. I want Christophe Laporte. Um, he was also he was running ahead. He was a little bit later on. He was running ahead of everybody at the first check, and then he went down and he lost about thirty seconds. So. Um, those are the only two real crashes that I saw that were uh, of significance, uh, in a sense. Um, I thought maybe we would run the risk of getting kicked off of uh, YouTube uh, altogether um, by doing a little bit of the GCN highlights, but I'm going to do it in a way that I think I, I'm not going to just run them straight out. I'm going to do. I'm going to kind of flip around. So um, you can see the 
Maybe we'll just go here. And I'm going to have their volume off. That kind of does help a little bit here. Here's their Copenhagen route uh, through the city. So as you can tell, with some pretty sharp turns, actually some a little, a little bike path too, some a uh, little bit more than, and here's the profile, a little bit more than 90 degree. So that obviously has an issue too with, your turning and being able to now if it was dry this would have been a little bit more interesting i don't want it <clears throat> i like i was pulling for bessinger he actually i actually picked him and uh then he screwed up and i guess there was a lot of tension ef was all excited uh but in the end uh, you had <clears throat> matthew vanderpoel has the win well i mean he has the lead he's in the box early and then you had honore crashed on a corner and a fan threw a banana peel onto the corner now yeah I, I did see that too brian i don't think they threw it uh as much as maybe they'd have been dropped maybe I, I missed that right but there were other wrecks brian i'm just saying i didn't see any wrecks of importance okay so bessinger definitely has a chance and likelihood of, of, of pushing the top uh, of winning and then uh, laporte was actually uh leading when he went down so that that's what i meant by that but yeah the banana did the banana cause it now that reminds me. There's a, there's some options of watching this race. Uh, Peacock has the race on, <clears throat> so you can watch actually two versions. You can watch the U.S. version, which is Bob Roll and Phil Liggett, or you can watch the uh, non-U.S. version, which is Nicholas Roach and Ant McCrossin. Okay, those guys on there. But if you have GCN and you have a uh, hotspot or like a um, what do they call it a VPN. You can watch it on them too, and now that to me that's actually the better. So, um, and it just made me think of Robbie McEwen was doing the, the commentary. Sean Yates and uh, a bunch of other guys on there. Um, he was actually saying, "Did he slip on the banana?" I didn't see that. I, I wish the banana peel caused it, but no, it didn't. Okay, well, yeah, that's that's a an old person ends up in the hospital, Brian. You slip on a banana peel, next thing you know, you're you're almost to the grave. Okay, so let's go back to the race here. <clears throat> it's technical. It would have been interesting to see how some people uh, dealt with this. But um, in the meantime, so here's the profile, pretty flat, you know, not much else. Started off Leclerc. I'm just going to click through this as stills so you can kind of see here. Leclerc uh, is the first rider out. And <laughs> it would have it would have really sucked if he was the first rider out. And he didn't, uh, he didn't, wasn't able to actually. Okay, we got some other commentary here. Mark Tucker says cycling video. Mark Tucker cycling videos. Mark Tucker, I guess I should watch some of your Leesville Sunday. Hey, yo. Uh, yeah, good luck. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not really doing any racing and, and probably not going to do any Villa promo stuff anyway. Um, Leclerc gets the lead. It would have sucked if he would have been passed as a first rider and not really gotten a chance. Um, then you had. Still him, Bessinger. So let's just see Bessinger. I think we're going to have some crashes. There's his second crash. So he'd already fallen once. Let's see if they have the first crash in here. Uh, I don't think so. So uh, Bessinger, the second crash, he looks really despondent when going down here. Uh, comes across the line, loses 55 seconds. Of that. Those helmets, good Lord. Matthew Vanderpoel looks really good. He came in and set the next best time. He gets a chance to be on the hot seat for a while. Uh, he he passed, passed Chris Hamilton, so that's not uh, looking good for Chris Hamilton there. But uh, Chris is more of a support rider. But it does, he does have a chance for uh, the GC stuff, though. Roglic looked really solid. Once again, I was just worried that Roglic, especially yesterday, I was just watching uh, kind of the Peacock recap of last year's stuff, uh, and they had some other clips. And it was just a, an hour, I think, solid of the bike crashes in the Tour from 2021. And Roglic, if you remember, I mean, Jumbo got decimated, uh, except for obviously Vinigo and um, uh, Sepp Cuss. But um, Tony Martin goes down hard, hits the guy in the sign, had another crash. Uh, Roglic had an, a nasty fall as well. So 
um, I was just thinking maybe I not uh, actually do so well. And, but he stayed upright. He had a good time. Uh, looked good in the rain. Uh, Vinigo actually came in a half second or one second uh, right around with him. Uh, Filippo Ghana, you're thinking that he was going to get the time. So, and I think he came in and just passed, uh, just took over the time of Vanderpool. And then um, when did Jonas learn to TT? Well, Chris, um, he did well last year. So, you know, Jonas didn't really come on my radar uh, two years ago. He had a real good, it was a, one day in the Tour of Spain that Roglic wins and that where Sepkos had been the man. And all of a sudden, uh, there happened to be one day where Jonas did a lot of work, did a really good job for him, like stage 16 or so. And it was really helpful. And then you're like, oh, he's there. And all of a sudden, boom, he's coming in. He did um he did a good job uh, also last year, time trial, and he's been doing time trial all this year. So Felipe Ghana comes in, ends up taking the win, doesn't even get a chance to sit in the hot seat, and Wout uh, decimates him by like, I don't know, three seconds or so, So which was pretty solid. Pogacar comes in with another great time just underneath Wout. Um, uh, we'll just keep clicking through here. Wout looked really good, though. Uh, Pogacar was, uh, I think he put nine seconds on Roglic, though. So he's already uh, got a little things. Then uh, Eve Lampert comes in and just pretty much works everybody over of six seconds or so up on Wout. So it was uh, it was a solid thing. He was very crying, and uh, I don't know. That's what you have with uh, with with those guys. So I I was I was I enjoyed it. I, let's see where the the route is going tomorrow. We'll take a quick look at kind of the preview. The stages coming up. They spend a few days in um, Danish area. Uh, once again, we've already played the quote uh, of the Dutch, not liking the Dutch. So uh, we'll keep out of that one. Okay, let me share this up here. We'll get a, a little preview of the, because the, it, so it's Friday, first of all. Everyone knows that, right? Tour de France starts on a Friday. You're saying, what the F? Uh, let's take a look at here what Brian's saying. Brian says, anyone mentioned Lampard Sockeye? Yes, that's been the talk of the day, at least in my group chat, which is all the DDA riders. So Jason Smith has had a problem. Matter of fact, I'm not gonna bring it up on the screen, but we'll just we'll just go here. Um, uh, actually, you know who else was having a sock height question was Robbie McEwen. He said he's gonna go check out that thing. So has the UCI has, has zero to say about knee high knee highs? <laughs> That's what Jason was saying. Uh, with the leggings today and the week's blaze antics, he's begging for a regulation. Uh, yeah, so I don't know um, uh, what they're gonna do about that. I mean, you know, I'm surprised the UCI hasn't actually kicked them out. So you've had a few things with the UCI coming in. One was uh, their, well, it's actually the French uh, taking on uh, Bahrain Merida, Bahrain Victorious. I don't know, whatever the Bahrain they are now. So <clears throat> who knows what's, what the situation is? You know, they, they also said uh, sock heights is, is one of their problems, causes, of course, problem children, and now pinning on numbers. So they're like, hey, we really suggest you pin numbers. Just so you know, though, if you were looking today saying, hey, people want pinning numbers. No, it was, they're talking mass start races. They still said for the ITTs, you can put them in those little slots. You would think at this point that and we've talked about this before and we deal with this all the time with our own uh, bike racing that we do. Uh, pinning numbers, it's, it feels like such an archaic thing that we are still doing. There's got to be a better way. <clears throat> now, I'm not up for the spraying the, the, the number on because it's just a mess. Uh, but here you go. So it's Friday. Typically, we start the race on Saturday and then we have two rest days. We got three rest days here. We're going to spend our time today. We're in Copenhagen. Uh, tomorrow, let's just take a look here at the race. It's pretty nonchalant uh, route. I mean, it's it's uh it goes from rocks i'm not going to pronounce this rocks killed to nieborg 
uh, pretty flat. So I expect a sprinty stage, which, you know, we don't have Cavendish. <clears throat> Cavendish was one that everyone, you know, like last year, I'm like, don't bring him. He's going to be a waste. Then he ends up winning a few stages and you're like, oh, that's impressive. Uh, comes in, wins the British National Championships. He's won some other races this year and then he doesn't get selected. So what's going to happen with Eve? And we'll get back to some of the the, the results page here, but he's got to be worried about keeping his yellow jersey for fear that another sprinter might actually win the race and do it. So his best bet is to help lead out his own guy, uh, Jakob Philipson. Is that who it is? Someone help me out here. It's whoever went into the Polish barriers a few years ago with uh, Gronewagen. <clears throat> I think Philipson was... Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get back to who it is. That's a sprinter. That's who, who came. Cav's not here for that. And um, that's their best bet, I think, is to get their own sprinter across the line and then leave Eve Lampert to kind of be uh, involved, kind of in the in the top spot there to to maybe um, hold everyone at bay so he keeps the yellow jersey. So might we be able to keep it for a day and then the next day to from Ville to Sandburg. Um, there's, I think tomorrow they're going across this giant bridge. Fabio Jakobsen. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Chris, of course. Welcome back, says Dan Hugkeys. Thank you, everybody. I don't know how long we're going to be back. We're going to be doing some... I my, my work is out of control, busy, and um, I got a new little studio set up in the house now. And that, that's where I'm at right now. But I've got good situation at my office. So I'm going to try to just pump some of these out real quick after uh, the tour um, that I could do as far as our work permitting. Um, but they go over this giant bridge tomorrow and that's where they're worried about uh, getting blown off into the water maybe, or just having some bad weather before they actually um, get to the sprint finish. So that'll be, that'll be an interesting uh, prospect to see. And then another day. <clears throat> so I see Eve Lampert dependent. And we'll, once again, we'll look at the overall top to kind of see how the disbursement goes. But uh, another day, possibly in yellow, of staying in there in uh, the land of the Danes. Uh, by the way, I heard that they um, they slouched. What's the no, it was a slighted um, Bjarni Reese. I guess they didn't get him uh, up and get some credibility or, or whatever. They're in they're in his homeland, and they didn't uh, make a big deal about it. So uh, then we got Dunkirk to Kalas. <clears throat> this is uh, stage four, and so let's go back to. Um, let's go back to the preview back to the stages. So four and then, uh, Lil to, uh, through the Arnberg. Oh, let's take a look at that one because then they have the rest day, I believe. So, um, yeah, so this one's my, eh, it's still, there's just a few little bumps in here and there. There's just nothing, nothing really exciting until they get the planche de Belfi, which we're going to get in a, you know, be able to get to in a few more days. Uh, stage seven, I want to say. So it's kind of that boring thing. I've been loving the tours that have uh, wicked stuff early on to kind of shake it up, give us a little bit more. Um, you know, I don't know what the writers, how they feel about it, because sometimes you get you get a little bit um, concerned when they're when that builds up so much and you don't knock out some of the GC writers early on. If you're not knocking them out early on, everyone thinks they have a chance. Right. So all these writers are still thinking they have a chance. Um, let's look for sprinters here. So Wild can definitely sprint. Okay. Um, remember, he won last stage into Champs-Élysées last year. Now, is he going for the green jersey? That's the word. He's probably going to be sprinting, but is he going to be able to overtake five seconds on Eve? Maybe if there's some bonus times along the way. Um, Pogaccio is not a sprinter. Philip Pagana is not a sprinter. Vanderpol, he sprints kind of like that. Mads Pedersen definitely can. Uh, he's 15 seconds back. Uh, Vinegard, Roglic, Balcomolema, Gentunes, Magnus Court can, but so I think uh, Eve's going to be able to hold on to his, unless the, the the bonus <clears throat> really comes into play. 
should be able to hang on to that until, you know, stage. Let's take a look at the stages one more time. Um, so then they're going to go to Planche de Belfi. That's stage seven on the 8th of July. So we got a little bit over a week. Uh, which, which day is the 8th? I don't want to look at a calendar. It's probably like Sunday or something like that. Um, okay, let's go back to the results. Now we're going to break this down. I want to take a look at uh, all the Americans in the race and how they ended up doing. Uh, this, I don't know if we could even get this any bigger for you guys to check it out. It helps a little bit. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Joe Dombrowski's first tour. Uh, Kevin Vermaka, his first tour to France, of course. Sepp is, is becoming an old veteran here. Uh, Quinn Simmons, uh, I don't, is, he, is he out of high school yet? Uh, his first tour. Nielsen Palace has been, I think it's his third. Mateo Jorgensen, I think it's his first tour. Um, I don't think he's done it. And I don't think Nolte's done it either. So you're, you're looking at everybody but Sepp. Now, Jovan Dombrowski is really the, the, the veteran of a lot of these guys here. Uh, but he's been doing the Giro extensively, which he did this year as well. So it'll be interesting to see. He's back. He's now is with Sistana. So who do we got here? Kevin Vermaka, he could climb fairly well. It'll be interesting. I don't know if any of these guys have any. Uh, Mateo McNulty is going to be in the fray because his job is going to be all with Pogacar. So it'll be interesting. He should get a lot of, a lot of screen time in a sense. Uh, he's got a, a lot of heavy-duty work. Mateo can climb well, and he's had some races where he's been up there and prominent. Uh, but I just don't see – I see him slipping off, so he should have a, a support role uh, for someone on on who knows on movie star right the shit show team of the race head down radio is on when to turn uh this is what uh dan Hughes says uh, it must be talking about bessinger um possibly yeah but either way his he was slip sliding listen back if you didn't catch the beginning when i played the clip from botters botter said he is the he's the fastest through the corner now maybe he means into the corner because if you're not breaking and you're not really turning yeah, you could be super fast in those corners. You may, you may not be the fastest out. And Jonathan Botters, that is the key. If you could be the fastest out of the corner, that's uh, possibly where you get the win. Okay, we'll go back to these riders here. So, um, so Brandon McNulty is going to be featured. And I, what I mean by featured is his rider is one of the last two Tours de France. Brandon has been a big help to him. He's going to be one of the last riders left with him uh, around. Uh, so you should be able to, let's, let's actually take a look. Do they have who the whole team UAE? Nope. That's not, uh, that's not the roster race for the, for we have there. Okay. Let's just keep going here. Let's see if I can restat this up. All nations and us. Okay. Uh, Mateo should be somewhat up there, but you're obviously going to see, uh, Nilsson palace. He's had a good few tours, uh, in the breakaway. Uh, remember him with, um, Max Schockman going racing for California. Uh, he did get beat there. He's had some pretty he won tours uh, San Sebastian uh, last year. He's he did well uh, just recently a tour de Swiss. So uh, I think Nilsson's flying right now, doing good. But what that's going to mean, I don't know for them. Um, it's uh, got another comment here from Dan it says in the floods, needing tweaking, wrecking. There's a surprise. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sub cuss. Obviously, we know his duty. It'll be interesting to see what, if any, he gets uh, any free time uh, to kind of be out. Remember, he last year he got it. Uh, Vinny goes in the top three at the time. Uh, Sepp gets in a, a break with Wout. And I, there was another rider up there, too, that, that ended up dropping out. Wout did a lot of work, dropped back to help uh, uh, Jonas. And uh, Sepp ends up winning the stage there. Uh, solid work. 
So I see Kevin Vermaka, Joe Dombrowski, and Quinn Simmons as kind of some breakaways. Those are the guys that I don't see. Um, I mean, you've got, uh, trying to remember the writer for Astana, but he's hoped for top 10, top 12, which would be his place. DSM, they do have Roman Bardet, but <clears throat> we'll see how he's riding. Um, you know, he kind of ends up flopping at times. So Kevin may have some leeway as well. Quinn Simmons, Trek, I don't know if they really have a GC guy. Uh, Bambilo, or maybe um, one of those, the guy, for, the, the guy from Italy. That It's been a while. I haven't done this podcast for a while, so I don't remember his name. But Quinn might be able to, to have a chance to uh, float out there as well. So I'll be, uh, it'd be cool to see if he can, he, he won the, climbing jersey at the tour of swiss which was odd but um he, he did it by fighting early on the climbs so uh, that's all it's good stuff um so obviously we know where the gc is standing here all nations go back to that and um as far as sprinters go in the next few days caleb ewing um who do we say his name was fabio jacobson grunewagen a grunewagen uh super fast i just don't think he's been always putting himself in the right spots. They just don't quite have the lead out. Peter Sagan. Peter Sagan wins the stage as well. Comes into this not looking quite right. Chris Froome ends up losing a minute today. Uh, we also, let's, let's share this out by teams. How about Ineos? That's what I wanted to see. Okay, so Ineos, uh, Philip Ogana, 10 seconds off, obviously. Adam Yates looks good there, 23 seconds. Thomas Pidcock for his first Tour de France, 24 seconds. Garrett Thomas, the winner of Tour Swiss at 25. That's pretty solid. They have a have a good team. Who knows? Uh, Daniel Martinez always scares me because he can he can climb as well. But the, kind of the outlier and the one we just don't know for me at least is Pidcock. But I think he's going to be put definitely in a support role as your first tour, uh, and then probably uh, them and then Adam Yates, um, Israel, Mike Woods. Horrible day. 129. I don't. Is he going to? Maybe he's just going to be going for stage wins. Um, I hope so. Chris Froome, 116. I mean, he's still suffering, but they say he's 10 to 15 watts back to normal. I don't know if I believe that either. Uh, let's see about EF education. Magnus Court, uh, Nilsson Palace, 20 seconds. That was really good. Uh, and you got down that Rigoberto Urran, a minute 14. That guy could either wins race time trials or he just blows up. And um, let's talk about this. What's with the monster helmets and Garrett racing in a vest. So I heard about Garrett uh, Thomas. He was flabbergasted uh, when he got done. He forgot to take it off. No one told him about it. And so in his interview with, I think it was Matt, Matt, not Matt White, but someone who was, he was talking to, he was just like, uh, he couldn't believe he forgot. And he's like, I almost, you know, I can imagine these speed demons, uh, arrow guys that he might've, he actually said he was thinking about taking it off during the race, which would probably been worse. So as it is, he had the vest on those monster helmets, you know, Chris, these are all about wind tunnel, what it is. Um, and, and it's just, an, it's, we're in an ugly era right now. I, I don't know what to tell you. There's, there's, uh, I, I made this joke when I saw the EF bike, I'm like, is it pride month in uh, France uh, for July? That's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a raucous bike. Anyway, I'm not too impressed with Rigoberto Uran. Um, let's see what anybody else, uh, any of these other teams here, Team Bike Exchange, they even have a rider, Michael Matthews, uh, Jack Bar I mean, Wagon, um, Movie Star, uh, Mateo, eh, 48 seconds, that's pretty good. Gorka, I mean, they don't really have, they're, they're going to be going for, for long shots as well. So uh, how about Bahrain? Uh, Dylan Twins, pretty good with 20 seconds there. Jan Chantrick, Matteo, uh, Damiano Caruso. 
uh, was he third or second in the Jira last year? So um, there we go. Okay, let's uh, let's move off of that and see what else we have. Um, calves out. We talked about that one. Um, and I'm going to do one more little thing here, and then I think we can go. Let's see. Uh, Dan talks about a monster helmets, direct wind over shoulders, apparently more UK wind tunnel science in the wet in Dun Denmark. Just lovely. So spicy, beautiful. I don't know about any of that. I mean, the helmets, I, I understand. I, once again, the, the, the helmets are directed and they're, they're, they're doing it in a specific reason for uh, aero. I get it. But fashion means something, people. <laughs> uh, not to EF. Evidently. Okay. Uh, my Richard Moore ends up passing away. They said, I, I've tried to find out why. Uh, so if you don't know, the cycling podcast is kind of the big deal that the three men on there, Richard Moore, um, Daniel Freeb and uh, Lionel Bernie. I've loved their podcast for years. Uh, Richard Moore was kind of the impetus of that, pushed that on right before Flanders or after that, one of those races, he just dies. And they said from natural causes. And I'm, He's he would just been riding his bike. He's been they were just did a podcast about how they were all getting this, and he's been riding for like the last year. He's a former pro. I, I can't find anything else. I, it doesn't sound natural to me, but um, pretty bummed uh, in a sense about that. It's too bad to hear about um, because you know it's uh, I just uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, I just thought I'd, I'd mention that out there um, on him. Okay, last thing I would think I will talk about here we talked about best year in the rain is you've probably all been reading about and hearing about this thing with uh, Caitlin Armstrong. Not No relation to Lance, as far as I know. Could be wrong. Uh, Caitlin Armstrong and the gravel issue, the, the, the gravel racers. So she's uh, she was Colin. Uh, that's his name, Colin something. I don't remember these people's names. And then he was dating this Mo girl. So he's... Caitlin's his girlfriend. They're both like 36 or so. Then he starts hooking up with this Mo girl and then he breaks up with her. Then he's back with his girlfriend, but they're not together. And then she, he buys her a gun and then she, he's going to, by the way, have you ever heard of a swimming bar? This is, is crazy. I think he, he went to like a burger place with a pool. I, I, we don't have one of these here, but it sounds fantastic. Um, they do have those when you go to like Mexico and you have like a swim up bar, palapa bar or something like that. That's, uh, that's the best idea. Point is, Caitlin comes out, murders, uh, allegedly, um, Mo, and then, uh, this is on the 11th of May, comes into the, he has a warrant for arrest for something completely different. They pick her up, they talk to her, uh, then the police, I don't know what's going on with Texas police lately, but they, they, they kind of suck. Uh, let her go. She gets a false passport or, Sells her car. We just found out about that. They found the car. I don't think the gun was in there. She flies to Newark, back east. And then they, there was reports of her being in some camping site up New York. I, that was all a ruse because now they've just uh, they just arrested her down. And, you know, this isn't Tour de France related, but it's there's douches everywhere. And this calling guy does appear to be – he's someone that uh, I think it's our buddy, uh, <laughs> our team there. I'm not going to say who. Wants to kick him in the nuts. Um, yeah, he seems like kind of a dirtbag. Would there be any liability to him for being uh, with a crazy person, buying her a gun, and kind of almost gaslighting her in a sense? I don't know. I, I think she's still the person. Okay, spokesman for the U.S. Marshals gave a official press release Thursday revealing details of Caitlin Armstrong's capture in, San, uh, in Costa Rica. Evidently, she had had uh, plastic surgery as well. Passport was real. 
but wait, passport was real. Mark says, but was not her own. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't even care if, well, okay. So she, she must look like someone. Um, was it her sisters? Are you, are you spoiling the story? This is not, um, she was apprehended by local authorities in a hostel in Santa Teresa, uh, in Santa Teresa beach in a hostel though. This could be nice. In Costa Rica, in the night of Wednesday, 29, 34-year-old from Austin, Texas, is wanted in the murder of professional cyclist Mariah Wilson and had been on the run for 43 days after a warrant was issued for her arrest in Austin on May 17th. Now, if you read the uh, the arrest warrant, or the, yeah, that's the arrest warrant, at least the application for it, uh, and the declaration, and they had talked to Colin, he, <laughs> he was such a dick. He made, and by the way, okay, we'll, we'll keep up with comments here. It was reported that Colin and Caitlin were partners in a vintage RV restoration business. I, okay. What, Mark, I, I'm glad for the info, but what does that have to do with anything? Is that, is that, per, am I missing some details why I would care about that? Um, I mean, it's interesting. What's more interesting though, he said he liked dating and going out with Mo because she could keep up. She was a really good writer. He said his girlfriend, he hated riding with her because she couldn't keep up. She was such a girl. I think those are my words, but we all know what he meant. And I'm like, dude, get her an electric bike, something like that. But I get it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to you wanna ride with someone you enjoy. I, I enjoy riding with the boys, right? Um, there's a lot of girls that can beat me right now, though. Uh-oh, we're getting spammed. Uh, naked HD sex. How do you uh, get rid of this shit? Um, block user. There you go. And done. I think we did it. So, um, wow, this is crazy. There is, why would you get, why would you, what's up with spammers? What's up with that? Was that Mark? Mark, did you, did you spam the chat because I made a comment about the RV restoration? He was trying to claim, okay, here's here, here we go. He was trying to claim arm's length and should probably go down with it. Oh, I get it. I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, he was still living in the same place. Yes. And then lately he said, look, we had, we weren't even together. And I'm like, but you were lying to her about what you were doing still. You didn't want to tell her you're going out with this girl for a reason, right? I, we get it. I get it. You're, you're smashing someone else and now you're, you're, you're don't want your, your crazy girl to know. Um, so that's, that's exactly what was probably happening there. But, um, Colin, anyway, in the declaration, the Collins made some crazy comments about his girlfriend <laughs> and then he's trying to come back later saying, uh, not so much. Armstrong is currently in police custody in Costa Rica, awaiting deportation to the U.S., where she faces first-degree murder charges as well as federal charge and unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. Yeah, there'd be a lot of it. You know, she's pretty. Um, it's um, uh, one, she shouldn't have gone to a U.S.-friendly country, and two, she shouldn't have. Um, she could have gone further south and then worried about it. Uh, Mark says, "Sorry about that, Chris. You know, you're successful when you're getting spanned. I don't think that's. I don't think that's the case, Chris." I think we're done with all that. So read up on that. There's probably more great info about that. Tomorrow's stage, looking for sprints, looking for carnage coming over. And by the way, the first week, as we always know, it's always about how you get your, your leaders safely across. Is this going to be a problem? Is it going to be jumbo, jumbo uh, chasing Pogacar? I mean, some people seem to think that um, the, the two-prong attack is where you're really going to have it. And I get it, except that what I've seen when the, there's a two-prong attack, if the one other prong is just stronger he'll just tack so you may you may go and then you may have counters and then he's just gonna you know pogacha he's just gonna say you know f it he's gonna attack and he's gonna just get rid of both of you and but then the nice thing is you'll both be able to chase together so um maybe that's be the case anyway uh that's it i hope you guys hey i really enjoyed the giro this year by the way i've been enjoying a lot of good racing 
I use the GCN app. If you guys are interested in how to watch it, once again, GCN, you could do it with a VPN or you've got Peacock, which you can watch uh, the US version. I don't uh, advise that or the uh, the British version. Um, let's see. Chris says tomorrow uh, finishes on an 18 kilometer bridge and headwind could be explosive. So the bridge ends, I think, 3K from the finish. So, yeah, the last 18K are going to be rough. I imagine they said the now obviously 18 kilometer bridge is huge. Um, and if there's some winds, yeah, Tacoma Narrows, anybody? Anybody want a Tacoma Narrows uh, problem? All those engineers out there? Ever? That's that's the show for the day. We did 37 minutes. It's been almost a year, folks, and we came back with a hard-fought 37-minute podcast. We're going to end out with um, She Still Sanctuary by the Colt. Hope you enjoy it. That's, uh, that's what we have. What are the, what's my out show? Let's do, let's do some Dutch stuff, and then we'll end up on the, uh, the, the normal out. Take care, everybody. All right, gold member. Don't play the laughing boy. <laughs> there are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. What?